Uh, Mr. Smirt, you're, uh, you don't happen to be leading us in the direction of something dangerous. Um, well, we are going to the laboratory. Smoot, we marked the shapely trees, the river, and the mountains. What, 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 what? Cats? For the sake of posterity, you have utilized the descriptive gargantuan. Is this meant intentionally or artistically? And Pinavir bravely ran away. <laughs> <laughs> and no one would blame you. Time, space, timey-wimey. Don't touch the trace. You feel as your bodies pass through this ripple. Foundlings, and welcome back to another episode of the Gate Chronicles. This is Chronicle One, Chapter Fifty-Eight. Woo! Party celebration, please! Yeah. Yes. Now we are close to being finished with the halfway point. We're almost past fifty. The general, like the consensus, is we're almost to the sixties. The party aspect. You know, I said I would celebrate every episode that we were advancing in the halfway point. So there we go. Uh, I did it. But anyway. My name is Emily. I am your game master and host for this series, episode, session, my players, etc. Well, speaking of those people, uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm one of said aforementioned players. I'm Quinton Ott, and I play Charles Smoot, 57-year-old biology teacher, born and raised in upstate New York, currently just got laser-beamed into an alternate reality. Strangely enough, not the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. And my name is Jaden, and I play Finnevere Avir, a stealthy, savvy student of singing and sass. It's pretty, uh, pretty sassy. Yeah, that's right. The alliteration is back. Well, I guess then uh, we should get started. As the party ventured forth across the bridge, or what was left of a bridge, they encountered a gigantic cyborg gorilla, barely managing to escape with their lives, and you know, crapping their pants, they soon made their way to the laboratory ruins. Although strange occurrences and fluxations in time impeded their efforts along the journey, they arrived to their destination, but once again finding themselves in an extreme subluxation of time. And that is where we're picking up. So yes, as you described, um, with, with very astute words, you got zapped mm-hmm. into another place by an auto homing like space laser that like arced with curvature from the research facility and just beamed us into a new time it's like a big bubble that went out or a wave right yeah yeah um it was it was sort of the sensation washed over you it was almost an invisible force that you felt just kind of enveloped your bodies and you you just had this thought and this image in your head of this thing invisible to your eye basically reaching out from the ruin that is before you and you found yourselves after failing your will saves now standing in a much lusher environment compared to the deadland you're in moments before and you see before you is a hole 
building, this dome structure, and many trees around. And in fact, you find yourself standing in a field of flowers of sorts. Um, but currently, you can see through some of the trees that you are, uh, your vision is being impeded by, the dome structure just a bit off in the distance. But as I said before, you did notice that there were some strange figures that took notice of you and began approaching towards you. Ah, well, ah, oh, no, 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 no. See, see that thing that happened with the timey Ripley thing where like people got shunted back, but we stayed still. Now it's happening in the other direction. Well, while this is happening, why don't you guys uh, roll your perception checks? Uh, not 20. Charles Smooth with a total 16 on his perception and Benavir with a total 30. So, gentlemen, you see two individuals dressed in uh, these sort of very light clothes. They are a muted green color with hoods that are covering their heads. Charles, you just see these people coming towards you, but Finevere, you notice that there is something very odd about their movements. They seem somewhat rigid, and you swear you hear a sort of like clanking sound as they come approaching towards you. But as they get up to you, well, for Finevere, you've never seen anything like this before, but these people look to be made of some sort of metal. Oh, robots. Hello there. We're just passing through. Uh, hi. Are they, like, like immediately yeah, close? How close? Are they within five feet of Charles Smoots, as Token would suggest? Uh, we'll, we'll go with, yes. They, they've approached relatively quickly. You you caught sight of them. But Charles Smoot, as they get closer, you just now realize, uh, as your friend was saying hello to these people, you now realize, as they get close to you, that there is something very inhuman about these people. Yeah, Charles Moon has no idea where he is. He automatically draws his sword. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey. Hey, no, no, don't hate me. We are not where we were. We are missing Kelsey. What? Kelsey? Yeah, yeah, see? Oh, you're right. Yeah, no, Finevere, you probably would have noticed that immediately. There are strange people. This is not where we were exactly. It More specifically, it is not when we were. All right, well, maybe we wait 10 minutes or something. Let's not point our swords at people who are obviously unarmed. So, as these humanoid things come towards you, you see that they do not seem to react to the drawing of your weapon. However, you hear this grainy sort of voice kind of speak out in a very robotic manner. Humans, please step out of the garden. Uh Uh-huh. Where are we? In the garden. Please step out of the garden. You are in Sector 8 of Colony A5240. Please step out of the garden. You see, strangely enough, that these robots, as Charles Smoot has identified them, and metal people for Finevere. I don't judge based on people's <laughs> skin metal skin. <laughs> they don't have any facial features other Uh-oh. than a pair of blue eyes that seem to glow underneath of this white metal plate that is their face. Uh, c- can we speak? Uh, we'll get out of the garden, and Charles Smooth begins walking out of this, like, field of flowers. Uh, c- can we speak with, like, their human in charge, a scientist or a researcher, maybe? Who's in charge of this sector? You are searching for 
Dr. Rebecca Rift, correct? If that's who's in charge, yes. Can we speak with her? Dr. Rebecca Rift is in the laboratory. Can we just walk up there? Dr. Rebecca Rift is in the laboratory. All right. Uh, could I, you I, point us in that direction, please? I mean, it's, it's right up that, that hill that up here. Right up there. Oh. Uh, the big building that was destroyed and now no longer is. You know, with all the crazy things happening, I try not to make a habit of assuming. You're right. Maybe there's like a secret underground tree base or something. Or maybe the laboratory we passed on the way here, but d- disjointed in time, I suppose. Or maybe. Who knows? All right. You know, uh, w- which laboratory she's at? So you're asking them which laboratory? Yeah. And Finn asked, uh, could you point in the direction of the laboratory? Okay. Can you take us there? So this metal person, this robot, simply turns and starts to walk towards the metallic building, the dome structure that you see off in the distance. As you guys are walking towards this building, you see a number of these other robots in the area. They seem to be carrying these strange devices with them. Some of them are leaning down around uh, some plants, and they look like they're holding this device over them and kind of moving their hand across the field as if they're, like, scanning something. Is there a light coming out from it that would be indicative of that? I don't know if Finn has a frame of reference. (laughs) Finn doesn't have much of a frame of reference, but yes, it does look like magic to you. Uh, yeah, I guess it would. Or science. Oh, yeah. Isn't that great when you mix science and magic in one campaign? <laughs> All right. As long as we are not impeded, I guess we'd be walking into this laboratory. This robot guides you towards this dome structure, and you find yourself standing in front of it, and you see that it is mostly made of metal and glass. Alright, I, I think uh, Finn would probably mutter to Smoot on the way. I don't know why anyone would ever build out of glass. It gives you very little protection. Um, a, a lot of natural light, nice aesthetic, really loud music, you know. Oh, this isn't a city. You don't exactly have fortified walls. What if monsters come to attack? Yeah, there, there probably aren't that many monsters. As barbaric of a place as America sounds, I doubt there weren't monsters where you grew up. Yeah, but, like, there were, like, the, the protective, like, police forces. So, I mean, like, you didn't really worry about it. And if you did, you just kind of, like, filed a lawsuit and got money. So, there's nobody else going to comment on the fact that we are literally not where we were before? Oh, oh we're not. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Hey, like, don't worry. We are <laughs> where we were. We just aren't when we were. We just need to keep the panic internal until we learn enough about where we are. Ah, internal panic. Yes, I know much about that. Internalize it. And then just let it all out on whoever Dr. Rebecca Rift is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) We may need intelligence and perhaps even assistance to find out where we were and where Kelsey might be. Oh, um, are you, you you know the saying, um, what is it? Tread, Those tread. Those livid glass houses shouldn't throw stones. I know, like, tread carefully, but, like, carry a big stick. Well, you, you got the biggest stick I could find. And Charles Smoot just, like, swings around his really large bastard sword. The robot turns back to you as you kind of graze against its clothing on accident. Please be careful swinging sharp objects. They are dangerous, human. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry about that. Um, so, uh, Dr. Rebecca Rift, she, she's in this big place. Please follow the stairs. Oh, the, the stairs? Oh, wow, we're getting cardio in today, boys. 
And you do see that there is a short set of stairs leading up to a pair of metal doors at the top of the stairs of this glass and metal building, which is oddly shaped with strange protrudings on the sides of it. And you swear you see some strange tower-like things on the inside. It's perfectly fine. Well, we we walk up and enter said very strangely structured building. And you see as Charles Smoot begins walking up the stairs, you and Vale and I assume stand behind for a moment, confused. Yeah, we're going to let Smoot go first. Yeah, because we've never seen him. the building, so... And Charles Smoot begins to walk forward. Yeah, I went to Finwood Mother. I don't see any handles. And you see that the robot is standing at the bottom of the stairs with you, just standing there watching as Charles Smoot walks up the stairs and he goes up like about 10 stairs. Charles Smoot doesn't even touch the doors and you see them part for him. All right, first a glass building and now magic doors. It seems just a tad wasteful. Oh wait, are we not? Is, is, is Charles really actually a magician? Because that was weird. No, I, the doors are probably magic, right? There's no way that... <laughs> can, I, can I roll a perception check yes, to see yes. if I heard them? <laughs> you can roll perception check, but your attention is very... They're, they're whispering to each yeah, other. Yeah, 100%. But they're not that far away. Oh, it's only an 18. You hear something about Charles and weird. Hey, will you watch it, you young whippersnappers? I might be weird, but at least I know what an automatic door is. And Charles Smoot just continues walking into the laboratory. Valen looks at you confused. All right. All right. Well, then. He walks up the steps with a hurried pace. All right. Uh, Finn would keep up. As Finn, as you get up there, the doors kind of like start to close. And then oh, no. Can... He would jump back. <laughs> <laughs> and then they kind of slide open again a little bit. Clearly, Finn, you are not worthy to enter the, the, the building. Uh, he would... As if he thinks these doors are trying to uh, decapitate him, make a swift movement through the. Okay. Uh, the All right. So like you were standing there for a good few like seconds. So like mm-hmm. this happened twice where the door would like kind of close all the way and then it would open up again because it senses you there, and it happens like three or four times before you dash in. Ha! Worthy. <laughs> Worthy. Yes, I did it. Good job. You passed the test of timing. It's an evil door. Just, just walk. Just, just don't do it super slowly. Or else it will kill you? What no. kind of word did... What, what is all of this? What do you mean? It's an automatic door. The door senses when you're there and it opens for you. It is magic. He looks over at Finavir. What else does the door know how to do? That, that's it. That's all the door does. It opens and it closes, guys. Hello, magic door. It's not going to answer you. It can sense us, but does it have feelings? As he waves it at the door, kind of like opens and then closes. <sighs> Guys, you are getting really distracted. You are not worried enough that we are not when we're supposed to be. This has happened to me twice now, and I'm not very happy about it. You told me to internalize my feelings. Which one is it supposed to be? Because I am... Well, now I'm outternalizing my feelings. All right, well, I'm panicking, and we need to get Kelsey back. Rebecca! Charles Smooch shouts at the top of his lungs, hoping to garner the attention of the doctor. There's numbers on the screen. It goes beep boop bop in the background. It does go beep boop bop. It does. Um, so make a perception check, you boys. I like how nobody requests to make perception checks. I have to ask you to make them, boys. I, I roll to see if I see her. Twenty-four for Charles Smooth. Twenty-two for Finn. Gentlemen and androids and robots and other things that it go bump in the night. With your perception checks, you guys take a look around this building. You don't see. Anybody 
beyond more robots. You see a few of them are standing under these strange structures that are situated around the edges of the room that have glowing lights over a few of them. And you see that under the ones these lights on, there seem to be a few robots standing underneath. They seem to be resting. Gotta recharge every now and again. Uh, Finn sees a person, so he's immediately going to go and try to get some information. That's a robot, bro. It's Finn, brah. It's Finn, brah. <laughs> but you do see that there is this strange... Well, for Charles Mood, it appears to be a console. But for Finnevir, you see this rectangular structure with a images of something flashing across it. It's glass, and you see letters and things. You don't know what it is, exactly. It's magic. But you see, standing nearby is another robot who, as you walk up, you see that they have... Something that is a little different about them. They're wearing a name badge. I swear if this is Rebecca. Can I read it? And it says, hello, my name is Pal. Name is Pal. Uh, Hello there, uh, Pal. Is it? Uh, My name is Finnevere Veer. We're new here and we have a lot of questions. I was hoping there's someone we could talk to to try to uh, acquaint ourselves with the area. Oh, hello, Finnevere. My name is Pal. How can I be of service? Uh, can we talk with Dr. Rebecca Rift? I see that you are humans. Odd. I have parsed my memory banks and cannot seem to pull your identification. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get it unless you know where Queensbury, New York is. Ah, Queensbury. I believe that has sunk into the ocean. Yeah, that probably sounds about right, knowing what I know about what happened. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Other sectors have also been destroyed. Where where did this sector, uh, what area is this sector originally called? Currently, we are located in Iowa. What? Iowa made it? Oh, this is bogus. Good state. Wait, we're still in America. Wait. Finn, you're in America. This... Is America? Well, I mean, kinda. Well, maybe we can hit up a Bac Hotel before we oh, head back, maybe. Oh, pal, please tell me. I have been working on my jokes. Would you like to hear one? No, I want to know where the nearest Bac Hotel is, pal. Bac Hotel went out of business. How, how long ago? Do you think someone still preserved some? As with many businesses... Bug Hotel went out of business over 200 years ago. No! All right, Smooth, we just have to find a bigger, crazier wave. <laughs> and go even further back. Maybe that's how I get home. No, this is serious. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, pal. We, we, we really need to talk with Dr. Rebecca Reft. It's very urgent. I'm sorry. I cannot find you in my database. Please identify yourselves. Okay, yeah, I'm Charles Smoot. That's Finnevere Avere, and that's Balin Gray. You see, as his blue eyes seem to kind of like flash and they change a little bit on his face, almost like he's narrowing in and zooming in on you. And you see just this sort of circling sign sort of appears if something is processing. Added to database. Congratulations. Welcome to Colony A5240. Your status is citizen, civilian. Great. Now, um, this uh, newly new member of the citizenry would really like to talk with a good doctor. 
This way, please. And we will follow our new friend, Pal. Paco Toe. I'm sorry to ask this, but I can see that you seem to be in a state of distress. Is there anything I can help you with? Uh, uh, have we figured out time travel yet? Pal, you seem very distracted by us getting on what I'm assuming is going to be an elevator. See, don't worry about it. We delete the elevator and you all fall to your deaths. Oh, wow. That was rocks fall. We die. We fall. We die. That's that's kind of bad, too. How foolish of us to fall into the villain's scheme like this. Eh, it happens. What can I say? So. What? There's no villain. There's never been an evil robot. <laughs> never. Never been an evil That's robot. That's a good point. What if th- this is an entire society of robots that, like, needs to, like, subsist off of human flesh so they now farm us? And we're just walking into their, like, master schemed plan. Uh, well, it sounded like they were pretty surprised to have any humans here right. at all. Because so. they probably have them all captured in cages. Who knows? I seem pretty uh, accommodating. They're, they're playing 8D chess with you right now, Finn. I don't know. Okay, so congratulations. You've advanced. Did I notice if Pal pressed anything on the console in order to actuate the elevator? So you can roll a perception check to see if you notice anything of this sort. Um, 26 for Charles Smoot. Charles Smoot, you see as Pal seems to turn towards this console and does seem to press a few buttons on it before gesturing for you to get onto this strange square in the middle of the floor where there are what appears to be some divots in it. And he just kind of gestures for you guys to step into this. Uh, sure. Uh, Finn would step onto it. Oh, no. It's going to be a magic floor, too? Oh, yeah, yeah, We got ma- ma- magic doors, magic floors, magic lights. You're literally talking to a, a magic mannequin, effectively. I mean, like... I thought Rayland was the, <laughs> the, the powerhouse of wealth. Oh, Look at yeah, this place. You wish. It's always been America, baby. <laughs> I'm slowly starting to realize just how much magic your people had. It's frightening. Yeah, pretty scary, isn't it? Just think about the fact that we made every relic you find. Ah, even citizens can use it, apparently. He looks very confused. Why does he look confused? He looks very confused. Interesting. Uh, Can I try and um, decipher and or memorize the button sequence which Pal pressed since you said it was just only a couple buttons? I would say you could attempt to do so. Um, but that's going to be a later check to see if you can recall it. Later. Okay, cool. Yeah. Very nice. Because there's no reason for you to try and for us to have you roll that down. Just do it later. Just locking it in my mind vault like an elephant. I don't I don't know if you'll be able to, but we'll find out. All right. Well, Charles Smoot has no qualm and heads uh, onto this platform, assuming that it's going to be either lowered or raised to a new floor. Well, you see that the dome doesn't seem to have anywhere else to go upwards uh, there can only be one location, another dimension. No, I'm kidding. Oh, there it, <laughs> it transports us back further in time to when there weren't robots. Oh boy, it's Skyward Sword. <laughs> We've now entered Inception, and we're going to be multi-layered deep in time travel. Sure. Uh, boys, while you're doing this, I need you to roll your perception checks. Or no, no, I'm sorry, not perception. I need you to roll a will save. Oh no! You're not sucking me back yet. I don't have answers. 26 for Charles Smoot. And 17 for Finn. Okay. So, um, Charles Smoot, you get on this elevator without any issues, but Finnevere, as you begin stepping down into it, all of a sudden you see 
as the room around you flashes and you see a dilapidated building once again. And strangely enough, as you turn to look at your friends, you don't see them there, but you do see that there is an android nearby. But something seems off about it. But then all of a sudden, you flash back. You don't disappear, but your vision catches glimpse of this strangeness. Finn, we go, uh, uh, Mr. Smoot, uh, and then as the flash is back, he would just like latch out and hug him, like grab on. Yeah, 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 but I, I love you too. We're, we're good friends. No, and no, you, no, no. you feel as the floor kind of just starts giving out underneath of you as well, and you guys start sinking. You see as the, as the room that you were in starts getting further away from your view, like you're falling. Oh, you don't understand, Mr. Oh. Okay. It's not very fast. It's very slow. So he goes, oh. <laughs> He's just panicking as he's like descending an inch at a time. I'm just imagining my first time as a kid stepping onto an escalator, which was terrifying. Come on, bud. You, you got to get with the times. We're on magic floors now. Uh, Mr. Spoot, you disappeared. You weren't here. No, no, no. I, I'm pretty much sure I have been here the entire time. Seriously, after all the stuff we've been through, you would question that. You, you see as Balin has his arms like kind of out, like he's trying to balance as this floor is just slowly just moving Balin, just, just, just get a steady stance. You, you don't really need to counterbalance. Here. However, Charles Smoot, as you are saying this, you realize that as this floor sinks lower, you there there is no wall around you. In fact, the space around you is almost like a giant cavern underneath. And on this small square you, you realize that if you even lose your balance, you could fall. Uh, <laughs> uh, never mind, Valen. Do counterbalance. Make sure. Yeah, no, yeah, okay. Back in my day, we, we had railings um, that normally keep us safe, at least a little. You see Powell kind of turns towards you. I can tell you are in distress. Here, let me tell you a joke to lighten the mood. You know what, Powell? You, you, you're really insistent on this. I will give you your time in the limelight. What is your joke? What did the man say at the robot funeral? I don't know what a robot is. The, the, the robot's a metal person. Then Rust in peace. That's good. That's good. They're made of metal. so they Metallic features. Right. They rust instead of rest. And uh, the saying is rest in peace. Yeah. It's, uh, good. I can tell that my joke hit off well. Would you like to hear another? Ah, uh, yes, please. Anything to distract from our current situation. <laughs> Why did the robot need therapy? Uh, because it was transported back in time. Incorrect. Because he was bottling up his feelings. Ha 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 ha. I don't get that Get it? Bottling? Are robots bottles? Actually, I'm an android. Oh, it's at the name of your people. It is the designation of my race. I suppose you could call it. But officially, my model is PA-01. Yeah, um, okay, and, and who exactly made you? Uh, the greatest company of all. Oros. Does Dr. Rebecca Rift work for Oros? Yes. All the scientists in the colonies work mm. for Oros. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do they now? Um... Question, uh, if I had a contract, could I get my money? I'm sorry, I don't understand. Uh, can you look in your database for me? Uh, I participated in a sleep study. 
Um, Charles, what are you doing I, right just, now? Just, 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 I'm talking with Pal, okay, but I participated in a sleep study in Roanoke, Virginia. It was an auto-sanctioned event. They said I was going to be asleep for 10 days or so and that I would get $10,000. Oh, that's quite a story. I'm going to say that much. Balin, shut up. You don't know what half those words mean. No, no, I don't. But still, quite a story. You just see as Pal seems to stare at you and you see his eyes are doing that strange motion again. I'm sorry, but that file is confidential. Who, who would I have to speak to to get access to that file? You would need to advance past civilian. You would need to join the military or be authorized by a higher Oros personnel. Would Dr. Rebecca Rift have access to that file? No, her clearance is not high enough. And finally, the elevator comes to a very smooth stop. Honestly, you don't even realize that it has stopped because the room that it stops at is completely dark until all of a sudden you see his lights kind of flash on down the hall. Ben is still clinged on to uh, Smoot, by the way. He hasn't let go. Smoot at this point is very used to it. It's like lost puppy syndrome. Valen has adjusted himself and appears to have regained some confidence and is standing with his arm on his rapier. Although you see a little bit of shaking in the uh, palm as he's trying to study it. Is it over? We're not dead. I don't think we fell. I think we're here. Uh, it's kind of kind of dark. And then the lights shoot on. Oh, wow. Okay, well, yeah, motion sensing light. That's also kind of a thing. You see that there is a hallway before you. And Pal steps off. This way, please. How, how long do you think it's going to take for us to get to the doctor? Like, what floor is she on? We are on the same floor. She is in Laboratory A. How far away is that? He's right around the corner. Carl Smoot is following Powell. And generally speaking, Mr. Smoot, uh, A comes first in the alphabet, so it's, it would be logical that uh, the uh, laboratory would be the closest one. Oh, I'm sorry. Does everything function as logic would dictate to you with the fancy moving doors and floating floors? Well, I suppose if you're swimming in resources beyond my wildest imaginations, then potentially... All right, so who knows? Maybe they're so far beyond your imagination that they've restructured the entire alphabet and A is now somewhere in the middle. Oh, no, 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 no. Math is math and the alphabet is the alphabet. Right, really? Because I could show you an alphabet that would boggle your mind, but... You are walking down the hallway and as you ask Pal this question of how far it would be, he sort of turns to you. Right down this hallway. Oh, okay, cool, great. Leave the way, Pal. And as you're walking down the hallway, uh, go ahead and uh, take a look around. Oh, you mean roll the perception check? Yeah, because you you're not asking anymore. 23 for Charles Smooth and 26 for Finn. You see that the hallway goes on for a good bit. It turns right relatively quickly and then leads down another hallway. It's kind of narrow and mildly claustrophobic in here. How tall are the ceilings? How tall are the doorways? Um, It looks like the ceilings are about 15 feet. It's not very claustrophobic. But you can tell that you are very much underground. Uh-huh. Everything's very insulated. But anyway, on your left-hand side, you see there is a door that has a large overhang over top of it. And on the right side, it looks like there is a door that has glass panes in it. And it seems like it's an office. Wait, 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 which door is she in? 
this one on the left. Yep, yep. Okay, cool. That, that's my left. Uh, is there a handle on this door? <laughs> there are handles on the doors here. Uh, Finn, if uh, Pal isn't immediately going to open the door, Finn would try to go forward and try to open it. Charles Smoot, immediately upon Finnevere grabbing the handle, interrupts him. Whoa, 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 are you trying to kill us? What are you doing? Wait, wait. Uh, uh, can I sense motive that? <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Um, what is Charles Smoot's intent here? Charles Smoot is 100% joking, attempting okay. to imply that so, some form of harm will occur. So you are lying something. to him. So you do need to roll a deception check. Perfectly fine. I'm terribly trained in deception. Oh, actually, I'm not. That's wild. Uh, so what's the opposing role? Is that uh, perception in this? Yes. Version? Um, actually, technically, it is I that rolls your perception for a sense motive. Oh, yes, that is correct. Finnevere, you can tell that Charles Smoot seems to have something up his sleeve as he uh, tells you to halt in a manner of speaking. You kill us all! You don't know what's grabbing! He's going to try to turn the handle anyway. It's not a handle. It's a um, pull. It's a pull. Oh, it's pull. It's a pull door. He's going to try to open the door. No, I like you trying to turn it better. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what this is. What? What? I can tell there is some more stress involved in this group. Would you like to hear another joke? No, 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 pal. That was a joke, but Oh. Ah. 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 ah, 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 ah. <laughs> because he didn't know what that door was, so I lied to him saying you could kill him. That's funny. Ah. I have a joke, too. Would you like to hear it? Maybe, maybe no, no. a little later, pal. We, we, we got to talk to Dr. Rebecca. Very well. And you can see that his eyes look a little sad. We don't have time for this. We could get <laughs> transported back to our reality at any second, and I need answers. Finn, being the diplomat, will, at this point, after assuming the door is open, um, let Smoot and Valen go ahead, and he will he will try to get Pal to say the joke to try to keep, well, for one, to, to keep up uh, our diplomatic relations. Uh, I see. That their feelings matter. I mean, these are people. Yeah. yeah They're yeah. robots. <laughs> uh, Valen eyes Powell warily as he walks by, unsure of how to feel about this thing. But he walks by you nonetheless through the door. Yeah. Charles Smoot pushes through and opens what other subsequent doors he needs to in order to get into this room. So, uh... Finnevere, you're standing outside the door, and Pal is standing there, waiting for you to go in. Oh, I would very much like to hear your joke, Pal. You see as his eyes sort of light up, and he looks at you. You swear that there is almost a smile in his eyes. Quite literally, a smile in his eyes. Ah, yes, this is a good one. I have been working on it for ages. Why wasn't the robot a good teacher? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Because all he did was drone on and on. Ha, 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 ha. Finn is going to try to mimic the ha, 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 ha <laughs> as genuinely as he can. Okay. <laughs> so that's going to be... Um... Ha, 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 ha. He's going to smile. It's a disguise. It's a, it's your... Yeah, it's your deception. Yeah, you can use a deception. Um, you're trying to disguise your voice to sound like the robots, in a way. Yeah, he's trying to participate in this culture's humor, and it seems the participation is an ungenuine laugh. Because he inter <laughs> he's interpreting the androids 
laugh is in ingenuine as it doesn't sound like a regular laugh so he's going to try to genuinely participate in an ingenuine laugh okay so you guys hear in the background the robot laughing and then finnevere also laughing uh-huh ha, 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 and they like this goes on this for goes a little on bit like a minute straight meanwhile smoot and valen are just in the next room yeah smoot and valen you guys uh walk into the next room you know if you want to look at things you oh yeah know, i would yeah. like your perception around i want to see if i can find the good doctor 19 trial smoot it is not very difficult to find the doctor uh if any of you you're going to come in a minute later and you're going to give me a perception check too um all right so it's not very difficult for you to find the doctor. You can see that there is a woman with wild red hair that is currently barely kept back in a bun. You see that wisps are kind of like flocking to the front of her face. She seems to be scribbling in a notepad as she is staring through a glass pane towards some plants. And you do see that this room is filled with plants of varying types and they all seem to be boxed into these glass domes. Probably greenhouses, from what you can assume. Well, it sounds like Pal is having a great time. Um, Dr. Rebecca! She stops what she's doing and looks in your direction. And Finnevir, you would come in at this point. Okay. Ben, he would be content with talking to Pal if it seems that does, and it usually does, that Smoot will dominate the conversation. <laughs> No, 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 no. Insert own opinion is kind of his catchphrase. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Man knows what he wants. She looks you up and down, confused. I thought the colony had already left. Um, hey, we're not part of the colony. Technically, uh, Pal over there made a citizens, but that's not the point. Oh, so you must be surface dwellers then. Oh, she seems to make this assumption immediately looking at you and the clothing that you're wearing. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, welcome to uh, Colony A5240. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. Charles! Ah, yes, and, well... Uh, Charles will extend a hand. She reaches out with the pen that's in her hand. She stops momentarily, takes back, puts in her pocket, and seems to wipe her hand off before reaching back out and shaking your hand very firmly. But then she spots Valen and Finnevere, who are behind you. Finnevere coming a little bit later. And she seems to eye them a little... As if they are strange in their appearance. We don't have, like, pointed ears or anything, do we? No, you're wearing weird clothes, though. Aw. Oh. But so are you. You're wearing... No, I'm wearing a white t-shirt and jeans. And oh, then she seems right. to register that you are carrying a very large weapon on your back as her eyes glance toward it. Yeah, okay, so, um... Weapons are not permitted in the colony. Oh, yeah, sure. No, no, I, I need to know what kind of doctorate you have so I know how best to fracture your mind as little as possible. I was a professor in biology. Um, I, I can. I need to know, like, what, what kind of analogy I'm going to make here. Oh, I'm a biologist as well. Oh, wonderful. Okay, then we can we can see eye to eye. Um, hope, okay, you tell me when to stop. Um, I am from here. Stop for a moment. Yeah. I'm very busy right now. I I really need to get this work done. We have orders from Oros that we need to abandon this facility as soon as possible, and I need to finish this research so I can get out of here. Yeah, okay, I get that, but I might cease to exist from your reality and temporal field in, like, the next five minutes for all I know. Are you working on any temporal modifications in this area? I can't say I'm working on anything like that. Um, the only thing that I've been working on is genetic modification of plants so that they uh, increase their growth rate. 
We're trying to advance the growth rate of crops so that the repopulation of the surface may be quickened. Were the trees outside of this building in the time period we are now, are they smaller than the time period we came from? So you are asking me if the trees have grown at all. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but like, so were they 400 feet tall trees? They were dead when you arrived originally and where you came into, they were very much alive. It's very difficult to judge the size of the tree, but you imagine that they must have been about the same? Yeah, you should probably leave. This is going to become a giant death zone. Everything's going to get obliterated. This building's going to be fractured. There's going to be like a scorched earth scene for like a solid mile or two radius around this epicenter. I just have to finish this last bit of research and then I will be out of here. What are you, Oros representatives or something? No, 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 no. Um, I am simultaneously from the past and from the future. Oh, time travel. So I assume then that humans have really, truly advanced... Show me proof of this. Um, I... Ooh, do I have that on my person? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I do have my my, my gold wristwatch. Uh, do they still make these things? I don't know, like... I'm what is it, a Rolex? Yes, it is sol solid gold. Right, and you're showing me this because it's I, I proof did, of I did, what? I mean, um... I'm trying, trying to think what what, what, what I only... How do you want me to prove that I'm from the past? Like, what? I, I, I grew up in Queensbury, New York, if that's any. Apparently, that's <laughs> sunk. I don't know. Oh, yes, that was before the catastrophe. Yeah, yeah, I'm from then, and now I'm coming from after the catastrophe. Like, like significantly. All right. Like, like I don't think you understand. I ate Bacotel growing up. Well, wonderful. We have time travelers now. But I simply must get this research done. And if only that's... Yeah. Although this is somewhat strange. Well, what's strange? Maybe I can help. Two biologists working together will probably get something done faster. Uh, what's your degree level? What? I, I, uh, I only had a master's and never went for my doctorate. She laughs heartily. What? I didn't have time for a lot of extra college. <sighs> doctorate program kicked me out. <laughs> didn't make the cut after the second year. I They didn't accept my paper. My thesis statement was a struggle. Charles, what exactly are you trying to do right now? Okay, honestly, I want to know more about Oros, because apparently my file's so confidential, according to Pal, that even the good doctor couldn't access it. She looks at you and clicks her pen. Interesting. So, you have affiliation with Oros prior to... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know about some sleep study that happened in Roanoke, Virginia? You can't say that I do. Okay, yeah. So I participated in that. However, when I woke up from said sleep study, I woke up in the future. Right. Now, can we talk about this later? I really do need to get my work done. Um, uh, is there anyone else we can talk to? No, everyone's left. Does the Promise Pod project mean anything to you? I believe that was a prototype at one point, but that's about all I know. I'm a biologist, damn it. And so am I. Fine. What are we looking at the plants for? I'll help you get your work done and we can have this conversation. We're looking at the plants because we are trying to accelerate the growth of them so that we can rapidly grow crops to help with the reproductive cycle of humans on the surface and also uh, to help with the overall resurgence of the population. Thousands of colonies are probably rising to the surface as we speak. Okay, great. And what, what are you doing to accelerate the plant growth? Are you uh, introducing new fertilizers, enzymes, uh, sugar-based food sources, <sighs> track the growth rate? What's going on here? You are civilians. Do not worry yourselves over this. I might fade, 
into temporal nothingness from your perspective of reality in mere moments, and you don't want to have a conversation with me? Why would you fade into temporal in realities, then? Because it kind of happened on the way here from the front door. Okay, we were walking up to your research facility, which was when we were up, when we were, was completely destroyed. We came in, hit by a giant wave of energy, and then were transported back to now. But, according to my friend over here, he's been blanking in and out of existence. He's taking a... He's taking what Finn said, and it sounds like he's exaggerating it more than what actually happened. Very much so. Smooth's got a lot of bottled-up emotion and wants to get his point and get some answers. Roll the diplomacy, because that's what you're trying to do right now, is convince somebody that has no affiliation with you to help you. A neutral party. Oh, my. Oh, so close to a natural 20. Uh, four. Se- seven total for Charles Smoot, yeah. <sighs> Listen, I do not mind offering you my assistance, but as I have said, I must finish this research. We have been ordered to evacuate these facilities soon by Oro's command. We must simply get this done, and I have to finish this research. Oh, I have an idea. Perhaps we can satisfy everyone's interests at once. I was told that there was a database of sorts. D- Finn would know what data is, right? He would think that that would be some kind of, like, books or or shared spoken knowledge. I don't know if you'd ever refer to it as data. Maybe knowledge base? Yeah, it'd be, like, knowledge, probably. I don't know if he's... You could attempt to make a um, seeker lore check just to see. Yeah, it'd be pretty good. I might have thrown the term around. Who knows, Musa? We're talking about a bard here. We are talking about a bard here. Bard with okay rolls for 19. It feels like the term is familiar, though you're not sure about the base part. You think data is related to the word knowledge. Okay. There seems to be a collection of knowledge here. uh, And all we need is access to try to research our problem. And uh, as long as we can comb through that information outside of your hair, we should be fine. No? We were told we need permission to access some knowledges. So you would need to roll a diplomacy. You are trying to convince somebody that has no affiliation with you to lend you their aid. Yeah, but he's got better diplomacy. Hey, 29! She sighs, taking the pen that she was clicking and slamming it against the clipboard that she's holding. Unfortunately, civilians are not allowed to access the Oros databases. However, you may ask any of your questions to Pal, who may be able to answer them. I need to finish this research, and then maybe we can find Curtis and leave. Perhaps uh, then I can offer you more assistance. T- technically, um, I'm not a regular civilian. I was hired by Oros. I signed a contract. You rolled us. It's very low on your diplomacy. But I'm presenting her with new information, which is factual as well. That's not even an exception. Okay. It, it is factual, but I'm saying right now, your current conversation with her, yours isn't going smoothly, his went fine, and she gave you an answer. You can, if you would like to continue to press it, but I'm just saying, like, she's giving you options, so. Sure, we'll, we'll leave it on. All right. Uh, pal, is there a uh, less intrusive place that we could talk? Where we won't bother the good doctor. He looks around and gestures. This way, please. Thank you, pal. Hey, uh, pal. Um, out of curiosity, how, how do you power this whole facility? It's got a lot of working parts. All Oro's colony facilities are powered by a large 
nuclear reactor at the base of the laboratory. Individual powered reactors are implemented in other smaller equipment and may be utilized to power devices. Do we have any power cores on us that are maybe empty? Do you? Um, Charles Smoot was seeking for four months, so would he or and or Valen have any in their possession within reason? You would you would have taken whatever you got from your quests. You would have either used it or sold it back to the guild. So no, you don't have it in your inventory. Okay. Power cores are generally given back to the guild pretty quickly because they are relatively uh, they they come with relative value. Um, but if they're empty. Not so much. Uh, what's the clearance level of one of these like recharging stations for the um, reusable and or disposable power cores? You would need to have an Oros identification badge of level three. What level's the doctor? Dr. Rift is of level three. For Charles Smoot was asking questions about like badges and uh, certain levels of certain doctors, you guys had left from the room, and you were actually guided out towards the room across the hall. Uh, pal, um, is there some large, uh, some form of large power supply, uh, affixed to the top of this cavern, cave area that's interconnected between all the colonies down here? That is a light source powered by solar panels. The solar panels are on the surface? They are on the surface, yes. However, the nuclear reactor is situated in the bottom floor of the laboratory. Yeah, Charles Smoot, as they're walking into this room uh, very eagerly, um, seeing as this is a great source of information, actually just reaches straight into Finn's backpack uh, and pulls out everything pertaining to the ring box. Oh, careful, careful, it's heavy. Oh, yeah, don't yeah, tear I, anything. I Look at you and no one is fine. Look, I, I'll, I'll get lower and you can pull up. I, I, you're already like a foot shorter than me, Finn. You don't have to get lower. Uh, and Smoot will present um, the stand, the ball, and the name tags to the to Pal. Oh, a Class A ring bot used as a way to defend home from thieves and invaders. Also may be used as a family pet. I see that it is not currently functioning. Is it out of battery? Probably. Do you, do you have any spare batteries or somewhere where we can charge it? I would have to get permission from Dr. Rift. However, it may be possible to power it back on. Uh, uh, let's not bother the good doctor right now, but yeah, that would be great if we could get that. Uh, could you just... Where would we um, put the batteries or how would we charge it if we did have them? Go ahead and roll a perception check, by the way, because you've entered into a new area and you don't see anything until you look. I mean, you do see things, but I need to know what uh, you I, see. I see nothing. I'm blind. Okay. Clearly. Very distracted. Oh, no, I see everything. I'm, I'm seeing all things. Uh, total 32 for Charles Smoot. And uh, Finn sees some things. 15 for Finn. Okay. He reaches his hand out and you see like this three clawed, like this three fingered hand of this robot. As he reaches his hand out. May I? Absolutely, pal. Go for it. Okay. So he takes the station and he walks over to a desk in the room. And as you take a look around, you see that this is a very small space, but it looks like a personal space at the very least. Uh, there is a desk that is covered in papers and tools and a screen of some sort. 
And you see nearby, Valen is also fidgeting with this strange looking contraption that has like a flap on it. And he seems to be opening it and just peeking inside. And Charles, you recognize this to be some sort of oven? Microwave or oven. Valen, you trying to cook your head? What? He closes it very quickly. Just put your head in an oven. Finn would be investigating the papers while we go back and forth talking with Pal. Uh, papers are uh, his interest. Wait a minute, Pal. Can I I look around? Is there a bathroom in here? Yes, there is a bathroom. And you, there's a shower? There is a shower. Um, you you kind of like begin walking around exploring and Pal is looking at the small ring bot and he opens up a side panel. Ah, uh, yes, I see here. The power pack seems to have degraded. This is very strange. Why? How long are those supposed to last for? Generally, it is assumed they will last for infinity. However, there is always a possibility for degradation of power if not used properly or recharged using the nuclear reactor. Alright, uh, hey pal, um... Would it bring you joy if I were to restore your ringbot? Yes! Give me one moment. He basically stands back up. He leaves your ringbot in the station there, and he seems to go out of the room. Please wait here, and I will see if I can retrieve a new battery. Okay. While he's doing that, there's one thing that Charles Smoot has not had in a very long time. A shower? And it is right here. A toilet. There is one, a toilet, and two, a fresh hot shower waiting right there. Charles Smoot is going to squat a grumpy, lose three pounds, and then take a steaming hot shower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so everyone is looking around this room, and all of a sudden they just... Finavir, you're looking at this pile of papers. Uh, Charles, you do see that there are some things that are relatively interesting on that desk, but your first most priority is that shower. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Finavir, you hear something all of a sudden just make a very loud whooshing sound in a nearby room that you remember Charles Smoot going into. Smoot, are you okay? I am the most fine I have been in a very long time. Oh, God, what is that smell? Valen's just waving his hand in front of his well, face. Well, listen, heat empowers odor. I don't know what to tell you. I, there are two things I came in here to do. Uh, Finn is going to try to tie the woe the air. <laughs> <laughs> I succeeded in the first task, and I'm going for the second one right now. What? Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, Charles Smoot. There is a can of some off-brand Febreze or new brand of Febreze on yeah, the floor. Sure. I was going to say, it. you would totally not spray, oh, no, I imagine. Probably wouldn't have. No, he, he just lets it ruminate. Poros <laughs> air. Canned air. <laughs> Canned fresh air. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Finn, you're looking around at the papers on the desk. Go ahead and roll a perception check. And you see... Uh, Valen is sitting in the corner. He seems to have picked up a book of some sort and is kind of like flipping through it confusedly. Uh, That's a 14 for perception. And I do have a question. I might have an answer. Uh, The player here distinct and I guess to some degree, Finn does remember that when the Americans came to his land, they had some difficulty with his language. Oh, yeah. Are the tables now turned, or can he read these papers? The tables are turned. Oh. The turntables of tables! There are some 
letters that are familiar, but the words are phonetically different. Smoot! Why? They changed the alphabet! That's what I was saying! <laughs> you just hear, though, Finnevir, as you're saying that, that's what I was saying, sound of something whoosh again, but now it's not the same. It's a lighter sound, almost like rain indoors, echoing in a nearby room. Smoot, are you sure you're not fighting a small sky or something over there? Oh, I, I, yeah, I'm winning, though. Don't worry, I got this all on this. Okay, Valen finally just closed the book. I can't read this, so this is useless to me, but what are you doing in there? Valen walks over towards the bathroom Charles door. Charles has no just shame. He only has confidence. <laughs> he opens the door in confusion. What? Why is it so warm and steamy in here? What is going on? Vinavir, come here. No, no, no. I am naked in here. Get out. I thought you had no shame. <laughs> Why don't you just put you guys walking on in? <laughs> You're not fine. You're all right. College shower. Everyone hop on in. You guys. Well, okay. So it's like one of those showers where it's the side view is cut off, but like there's a glass pane which reflects directly in the window that it, the mirror that is directly across from the shower. Who designed that? Me. Oros. <laughs> Oros. The did. future. <laughs> the future. Future. So, <laughs> I love this. This is great. Charles, Finnevere, I need you to roll another will save. Oh, I better uh, I, I better do well. I want to stay here. I want to finish my shower, and I don't want to be teleported nude and back into my, my right time and place. <laughs> Charles Smith's will save is a 15. 22 okay. for Finn. So, uh, Finn. The turntables have tabled. You, you're staring into this bathroom. You see as water is trickling down from this strange spout. But all of a sudden you see as Charles Smoot starts looking around sort of wildly. And Charles Smoot, as you're showering, all of a sudden you feel as though instead of water trickling onto your body, it's almost like a stream of cockroaches falling onto your skin. Uh. And... The shower that you're standing in all of a sudden looks filthy and grimy. There is mold climbing from the ceiling down. In the mirror, you see jagged pieces of glass kind of hanging out and spilling over into the sink below. But you see no sign of your friends. Do me a favor also. um, Roll the perception check. 23 for Charles Smith. You swear before the glimpse ends, you hear... The sound of Kelsey's voice calling your name. Would I have time to respond? You could attempt to do so. Uh, Charles Smoot will just yell, Kelsey! In classic smooth fashion. And this happens while he is in the shower. <laughs> Naked. <laughs> and afraid. And then all of a sudden, your vision fades back in, almost as if it is a glimpse of the other timeline. Mr. Smoot, you do a lot of odd things, but I'm going to require an explanation on that one. Charles Smoot very uncomfortably just w- immediately walks out of the shower and puts his clothes back on. As the, the, the imagery of cockroaches just, like, pouring down onto him, absolutely terrible. And something that I'm kind of beginning to realize, too, both Claire and the character, I feel, would begin to realize that while we may be visually experiencing the past, we may not be physically experiencing the past. Oh, man, you weren't pulling my leg. There's been no leg pulling to be had. 
Alright, so we need a concrete phrase. When someone says something, no matter how crazy, we need to Please, believe you. it can't be Kelsey. Anything but that. I don't need the extra stress of worrying about if she's alright It, it really can be Kelsey, I mean, because she's looking for us. Back when we came from in the future, we need to go back to the future because Kelsey's looking for us. Oh, well... Back to the future. Yes, because we've come to the past now. We need to go back to the future. Is she all right? Is... I, I mean, she, she sounded not in... She lo- sounded panicked and concerned like she was looking for us. But that means that she is when we were all by herself. In a very dangerous place. You see that Valen's brow froze in concern. Which is why I was trying to see if Dr. Rebecca could potentially send us back. She is not being helpful. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, Mr. Smoot. I'll just consider this for a moment. I didn't know where my vision was seeing. But you do. Because Kelsey's there. If we might be slowly slipping back to where we were, this problem may resolve itself. Which means we have nothing but opportunity on our hands. Yeah, just don't do anything weird, because I swear I turned this faucet on and it was raining cockroaches on me. And I, you know, I'm I'm a nature-loving man, but I don't love nature that way. I mean, <gasps> I've never seen such identically sized paper before. Uh, it's so yeah, clean it's and white. Manufactured and produced in a paper mill. Also, it might have valuable information, but I don't wish to distress our... Uh, <clears throat> oh, right, you can't read English. Having had his momentary, very pleasant hot shower completely ruined, Charles clothes himself and begins walking outside to survey the data smoot, information. Smoot, smoot. Uh, look, what, what? use a towel. What? Why? I'm just putting my own clothes back on. It's wet. Uh, you know, do what you want. Zora's soaking in here. Ugh. Valen walks out of the room, but you can tell that he seems to be bothered by what you said, at the very least. Charles Smoot will um, peruse the papers on the desk. Okay. So, um, go ahead and roll your perception check anew. 29 for Charles Smoot. And I can read English. Gotta teach you English one day, bro. <laughs> he says out of character to Jaden. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he couldn't spell. He's stealthy, so... I failed my stealth check on that one. My stealth check. <laughs> Your stealth! As you are rifling through these papers, you see that there are some very crudely drawn pictures, which Finevere you saw earlier, but they really didn't mean much to you, and they don't mean anything to you. They look like they were drawn by a child. But also, you see that there are schematics of sorts drawn that look like a weird sort of sci-fi gun of some sort. And it looks like this technology is what is being used to advance the growth or even reverse the growth of plants in the lab across the way. Define reverse the growth. Does that mean murder? No. What is that? What do you mean murder? Like cause a massive decay or it could regress the so like temporally shift. Oh, plant like natural Matter back to an earlier state? Oh, maybe. Maybe it could. Maybe it couldn't. Anyway, so, um... You think we can make it out of these without turning some blue eyes red? if we kill the doctor and her research is never completed? Or what if we did already kill the doctor and that's why the research wasn't completed and everything went bad? No! Time! Um, as you were rifling through these papers, you see that they're is a cork board nearby and you've just been kind of like bruising things you see like more schematics up there and like designs but then 
You see that there is a picture of Dr. Rift, several of the androids, a few other people also in lab coats similar to hers. And then you also see that there is a small monkey in the picture as well. Is it a robot monkey? You can see that this monkey seems to be missing its right arm. And it is currently hanging from its left arm around Dr. Riff's neck. Look, Mr. Smoot, it's baby Beagle Pants Monkey. But it, I, that's not what we're, we're calling it, and I'm sure it probably has a name. Um, the Spooker. You hear as the door opens to the room, then you see as Pal returns, and he seems to be carrying what appears to be a power core in his hand. Ah! Amazing, pal! Look at that! Ah, I am pleased that you are happy. So he walks over towards your little station, and you see as he opens up a side panel and he inserts it in there, it clicks in, and all of a sudden you hear a very strange chiming sound. You see as the screen on the home station lights up, and you see what appears to be an iris situated inside of a circle that has a triangle on it that almost looks like it's eating the circle. Triangle. Charles, you recognize this symbol. Though slightly changed, it's unmistakable for the Oros logo. <laughs> Pal, who's the gorilla in the picture? Ah, that is Curtis. Uh, uh, what, where, how's Curtis doing? Curtis is currently off playing. Um, in the, in the picture, does he have a robot arm? You said he was missing the arm. He's missing an arm. Uh, does Curtis currently, like, 20 feet tall and have a giant metallic prosthetic arm? Ha, 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 ha. I can see that you must be joking. Yeah, nope, that one's not a joke. Hmm, perhaps my motive sensor needs to be recalibrated. No, no, you're right. That does sound like a setup for a joke. Uh, the problem is, is that when we come from Curtis is like 20 feet tall and has a giant robot arm. That is very interesting. Perhaps you can ask Dr. Rift about that. Dr. Rift sounds pretty stressed. Is there anything you know of that could help her out? I have tried telling her jokes. They do not seem to help much. However, she truly loves Curtis, but we are attempting to finish the research and for Curtis to return from his excursion before we leave the facility. Uh, what, what excursion's Curtis on right now? He is playing. Where? Where? With what? What's going on? The good doctor seemed to be in quite a rush. Um, is something bad going to happen very soon that you know of? That information is confidential. So you're just telling citizens to evacuate and not giving them a reason why? Instructions were given by Oros to return to the surface. Rehabitation of the planet's surface has been authorized. Well, if you don't mind me asking. I don't mind you asking. Go ahead, Benavir. So Thank you. He's our uh, best pal. So, Ben would go to describe, to his best ability, the landscape. And there's this big silver oval that's used for transportation. Is that still here in this, um, colony? Yes, it was placed in the early stages. However, its functionality was only activated most recently. Why was its functionality activated? 
It can be used to move objects or people between colonies and other designated Oros destinations. Uh, how do you transport yourself to other Oros bases? Is there like a phone book that you just like beep boop bop punch codes in? There is no beep boop bop. However, there is a code system which can be used to activate the gate, but the other gate must also be active in order to advance. Is there a way to activate a gate on the other side? If you maybe had the right code or something? If you have the key, you could do so. Are keys physical or... Like, uh, is that a metaphor for some kind of, like, number of you, symbols? Yeah. If you have the key, you might do so. Could you describe the key a bit more? Like, is it... Is it a thing that you can hold in your hand, or do you tie, do you punch it in? Because he, he's so like one of the consoles. I believe the keys are physical. Oh, okay, cool. They are carried by the Order of Oros. The, the, the what? The Order of Oros. Can you give me like a diagram, a, like of the, like the hierarchy structure of how this works? I'm sorry, but that is not stored in my database. How do you know about it? I am only programmed to give general information. Oh yeah, um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, the the satellites that you mentioned earlier that are up on the surface. Um, do you do you know how those work? I believe you are referring to the solar panels. And he gives you a very generic explanation. Okay. Yeah, um, what is the goal of the Oros organization? The betterment of humanity and survival of humanity. Okay, yeah, um, are, are they known for breaking their contracts? I don't understand. Well, why? Well, I, I had signed paperwork with the Oros facility, and I'm just, like, wondering, like, who I should take that up with. <sighs> Mr. Smoot. Listen, I'm just saying, I signed a contract technically, theoretically. I'm employed by Oros and shouldn't have civilian status. You're not employed by Oros, but yeah. I, I was hired as a freelancer. That's not how that contract works. Sure, Why? Well, I, I don't know. I never read it. <laughs> I was never given a contract. <laughs> you don't have a copy of it, so you have no proof. Yeah. Mm. It's locked away in that confidential folder. Correct. You're going to need to punch your way up the military in order to get <laughs> Yeah, you think we're going to be here that long? I do not know of any contract. I would suggest speaking directly with a member of the Order in Oros. Is there any way of contacting someone from Oros? Outside of the space? You have, like, phones? We receive inputs from Oros on our main console. However, communication out has been limited. How, how come? Communication out has been limited. Uh, do you have any uh, information that's uh, accessible to civilians on the Promise Pod project? Searching database. Promise Pod found. Promise Pods were the prototype for the ARC device. What's the ARC device? ARC stands for Auto Revivification Capsule. Uh, was the ARC project successful? The ARC project was extremely successful. All colonies were stocked with a supply of ARCs. The majority of humanity was stored within the ARC of what remained. Oh yeah, uh, so that uh, good, good time for a question. What happened? Just what happened? Why, why, why did states just start sinking? 
Could we have a, a synopsis history lesson after? Yeah, like, like, let's say theoretically, like, what, when did everything start going bad? What was the great calamity? Uh, major events. We don't have... They made major events. I don't have time. In the year 3,999, humanity fell prey to the catastrophe, a series of world-ending events. This may have included earthquakes, fires, nuclear radiation. It is considered to be the sole most catastrophic event to ever have affected the Earth. Do we know uh, what caused? Is there a paper copy of these events that I could read at my leisure? Yeah, you got like a book called The Great Catastrophe or something? The data is stored. Uh, how and where? The data is stored. And, and is it somewhere we, we could read it on paper? Could, could you transfer it to my ringbot? The ringbot would not be able to hold such data. And you can see that on the screen um, of the ring bot, there's a few like menu options. It's just kind of sitting there in stasis. Valen has been staring at it this entire time, confused and kind of like poking at it. Oh, God, uh, he's an iPad, baby. Could you teach us how to use the ring bot? Oh, God, you guys are jumping around now. Yeah, no, 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 no. We feel like there's limited time. We we would stay we're here the to next. Do everything. We would be here for the next five sessions. Probably just asking questions. Charles Smoot would try and punch his way through the military. We're, we're trying to avo avoid as much. Oh, you stupid idiot! You should have asked this as much as possible by asking I can everything. Tell. We're we're both ADHD on this one. We're like, ooh, it's candy. Okay, so before you start asking him to teach you about the ringbot, why don't you guys take a look at it? Yeah, sure. What do we see? You can see that on the screen there is this uh, black and white logo that had appeared and disappeared, and you can kind of see it in the upper part of this screen this picture for you Finevere, which is reflective and mobile very strange you see though on the screen are several words that fill the entire frame of it, it says error ringbot is not responding uh, uh pal i i think it's i think it broke i see there is an issue with your ringbot please follow the instructions on the screen oh oh i guess i should have read more than just the error okay you can see, though, that beneath that text, uh, when you, like, tap on the screen, because you're familiar with this kind of thing, and actually Valen's been poking at, like, different parts of it, and he accidentally touches the screen, things move, and he kind of jumps back. Valen, don't, don't, it, it could explode. Just, just assume it could explode. Okay, don't, don't what? touch it. Ah, uh, don't, don't, don't fall for it. I... <laughs> okay, it's not going to explode, but you you could break it, and I, I kind of know what I'm doing. All right, so you see the options. There's data, settings, and boot. It says diddle. <laughs> <laughs> diddle? Gribbling sa salmon. <laughs> <laughs> wow, boot translated really weird into Arthtal. <laughs> you know, Valen, I thought that Smoot was just lying about being literate until just now. <laughs> You mean illiterate? Because honestly... No, I, 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 this is a language. It says data settings boot. Um, I, it, what, is there something that the error code is indicating towards? No, it just says error. Ringbot is not responding. Now, I, I go to the boot menu? Sure. Under the boot option, you see that there is an option to power on or off the the bot. I'm Turn it off and on again. Let me go to the settings menu. Let me go back. Yeah. We'll All right, play, we'll so you it. see as you press on settings and you guys hear this very pleasant little sound, and mm -hmm. Valen also kind of like tilts towards it like this kind of cute. Um, That's what I was trying to tell you guys. These are very adorable creatures. You see, the, you see that there's mode options. 
and it says home defense, sentry, or domesticated. Hey, pal, what's sentry? Ah, sentry mode for the ringbot, if I am correct, is when the ringbot will stand in a corner and simply observe. It will not attack any intruders. Interesting. And what would the use of that be? Record things? Does it write things? To record. Yes. yes. Oh, I'm yes. sorry. So like record. in a book. Yes. Yes. It records things. But you see how there's the moving pictures? Imagine it's drawing a lot of pictures way quicker than you ever could. This is amazing. In- that would be pretty incredible. So well, home, let's, let's home see. defense then is that, that's what we why they were attacking yeah. us. And then what? Uh, uh, pal, is there a way to disable the home defense mode or like factory reset these? Follow the instructions on the screen. Let's say I had one that was attacking me and I needed it to stop, but it... You would need access to the bot's home station as well as its key tag. Oh, key tag might be a pain. Let me go to data, as that's all that's left. Okay. Correction. Under settings, there is also a section that says reset. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. And this is on the tablet, not the... Yes, the this side. is on the tablet. And it is under the settings section. So there was the modes and then there's the reset. And what's under data right now? Under data, you actually see that there is a collection of videos, or at least what looks like to be recordings of some sort that uh, could be selected individually. And there's like a play, pause, skip, and also a delete option. How many videos are there? A large number of them. However, there seems to be some with towards the end that seem a little more interesting than others. All right. Hey, Vinavir, you want, you want to see what I'm talking about when I say record things? Oh, of course. All right. Now, what if I told you pictures can move? I mean, I can wiggle one around. All right. Yep. Let's blow your mind today. And Charles Smoot just plays the last video. Okay. So, Charles, you click on the last video, but as you do so, you just see as the very first video pops up regardless. It seems that this ringbot is not functioning properly for some reason. You see as an image expands on the screen and begins to move. Oh, it's doing the moving picture thing. Damn, that's what I was telling you about, bud. Don't shush me. All of you gather around the screen, even Pal, who's looking at it. And you see there's a family that's seeming to gather their things. They are dressed in a plain uniform, similar to what the androids are wearing. Um, wearing that muted green color. The father you assume, it seems to be ordering everyone to hurry up so they aren't left behind. You do hear their voices ringing out in very thin and light way. It's, it's speaking. Your, your moving pictures are speaking. Yeah, yes, that's what they do. They move and they talk, Valen. Welcome to the future in the past. No, he's like, are they going to be okay? <laughs> he's so empathetic. As his father is basically giving these instructions so that things aren't left behind, you see this small girl running over towards the screen and lifts it up. And the view goes black momentarily as it seems to be shifted around in her hands. But you hear the father's voice being very stern. Leave it. Only take what we need. Then there's a small whimper from the little girl as the image is then placed back down. There's a brief moment of static before the image refocuses. The family is leaving through the door as the small child turns back, her hand outstretched towards the screen before the door slams shut behind her. A few moments pass before the screen goes to static and fades into a new image, now looking out a window. A bird perches outside of it. The screen seems to leap up onto a nearby couch and shakes rhythmically. 
Gotta the bird. intimidate that bird away, bro. The bird flies off. Very intimidating. Another scene. Facing a mirror. A ring bot stares back. It hops down and skitters towards the mirror, shaking and dancing with its rear legs in the air. The scene then fades into a new one. Once again, staring out the window. The house appears well-tended. The glass is intact, but there are no people in sight. And there are many more like this, but over time you begin to notice the buildings degrading and the windows being covered by moss and overgrown plants until finally the words low battery return home protocol initiated begins to flash across the screen until it goes black the saddest movie i'm sorry finn this one didn't have a happy ending but (laughs) (laughs) But the little girl is she gonna come back (laughs) you just hear like a little bit of sniffling that is the best picture I've ever seen. <laughs> Finn, maybe that should be your life goal. You could make moving pictures and show them to the world. And we could call them movers. Oh, I mean, we, we call them movies, but... No, that sounds stupid. <laughs> what do I know? I only existed when they did. But you do hear this sniffling, and it's not Valen. <laughs> is it Pal? It's Pal. Uh, are, are you okay, Pal? My robot heart seems to have fractured. There, there. And Charles Smoot just pats him on the shoulder. Thank you, human. You are very kind. Uh, Fid would hand him a, a rag, a clean rag. I, I don't think he can cry. He takes it and seems to mimic just like wiping his eyes, except for the fact that he just wipes his entire face. And you see his like his eyes disappear for a second and then they come back a second later. Pal, are you going to be evacuating uh, with everyone? Are you going to be staying here at the research facility? The orders were for the humans to resurface. But, but what about the androids? Are you guys going to stay here? We remain here to maintain functionality of the facility. So in case of an emergency or like low power, where do you go? We have our recharging stations. Are they all on the first floor? They are on the first floor, correct. What happens if one of those gets damaged or broken? We have protocols in place to be able to repair or fix them. Repairs would be attempted to the best of our ability. However, my designation is as a personal assistant android. Are there anywhere, um, schematics or anything that uh, would be publicly accessible just in case we found a broken android that we would be able to fix it? There are manuals located in the nuclear reactor room. Well, uh, theoretically speaking, if you are in need of energy, and weren't able to get to overcharging stations, would a power core suffice? Right? And he would point at the one that he put in the console to manage your energy. All androids are supplied by a small battery pack that we carry within, which can be recharged using the nuclear reactor or solar. Uh, so, quick question. You said that the only person who has clearance in order to get to the nuclear reactor is uh, Dr. Rebecca. But what if, when she leaves, who's going to tend to it? I am not sure. Do any of the other androids know? Like, what if something goes wrong with it? The other androids are not programmed to feel. But, but, but clearly you do. So you're telling me that inevitably there is a half-life on uranium and your nuclear reactor, which powers you, is going to stop working. That is correct. And you have no way of accessing it. That is partially correct. How would you access it when all of the humans with clearance are evacuated? If 
there is a potential of there being a device left behind that could be used to open the door. What device would be able to open the door? A level three identification badge. But isn't the only person who have that is Dr. Rebecca? As you are asking this, all of a sudden you hear the door to the side open and you hear heels uh, approaching inside the room that you are all in having this conversation. (sighs) No luck so far, but oh, you're still here. I thought you would have left by now. I haven't been shunted back to my appropriate timeline, no. Can't say that I have. Well, you're in luck. Looks like I'll be here at least another day. Now, if you would like, I can offer my assistance. However, perhaps we do that in the morning. After all, the day has fully passed. A meal will be prepared for you if you would like, but I am going to retire for now. Yeah, we might not be here in the morning. Um, maybe, maybe more urgency? Uh, I... I- Oh, I could go for some food. <laughs> Maybe we could chat over food. No, I'm not, I'm not going to turn away. Oh my, wait, 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 wait. They have processed food. You can experience it. Can you make a hamburger? I suppose we could have one of those made up for you. We do have some lab-grown meat here. Benavir, you finally get to experience that which Kelsey was raving about. But Kelsey doesn't get to experience. What if we can bring it back with us? It's just moldy it's or just something. mold in our hand. I can make you the best hamburger you have ever had. I guarantee that you are correct. I guarantee that this is going to be the most needed hamburger of my life. So, you agree to have this meal here, and with whatever time you may have, you're not sure. However, there is no lie when Pal said it was the best hamburger you've ever had because it is some delicious lab-grown meat since they um, Mm. did not slaughter anything. I I, I can't believe it's not meat. I can't believe it's not real meat. Um, It is the best thing you have ever had. Ketchup, mustard, whatever condiments you want, they have have it. I don't know that Finn's very uh, uh, equated with condiments, but uh, yeah, he'll he'll have it with all the ones that Smoot's having. Lettuce, tomato, pickles, onions, mushrooms, ketchup, mustard, bacon. Oh, do we have bacon? Even if it's bacon, I'll take it. They have bacon, but it's good bacon. Ben would also try to keep an eye out if he can figure out if she ever uses the badge or to try to keep an idea or tabs on where it might be. Okay. Over dinner, morbid conversation. Okay. You're going to be leaving. Um, are, are you going to leave any way for the robots to be able to access the nuclear reactor in your absence? Why would they need to do that? So they don't die. They're robots. Yeah, but Pal, Pal here has feelings. He cried at a ring bot watching a bird fly away. Robots are just a term you use for metal people, though. He's still a person. Uh, yeah, well, we, we, we can. <laughs> he's right there. Simulated emotions are not emotions. Okay, um, but let's say that something was going real terribly wrong with the nuclear reactor and was going to explode and blow up on the surface. What would happen? Then the nuclear reactor would explode. However, that is very unlikely. They are extremely stable, and unless something happens to it with some sort of outside interference, then it shouldn't have any issues. Out of interest, we did get that proof you were looking for. To, to a degree. Uh, have you ever seen one of your power packs completely degraded and... We would attempt to... uh, Pal might have it at this point if he didn't discard of it. In addition, uh, we have a moving picture. Presumably of some time after now and before we got there. That's a really good point. That's way better than what I have. 
It was like an hour-long movie. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, let's just watch this over dinner. Yeah, we just start at the beginning before my heart breaks again. <laughs> I don't know that I can manage it a second time. The robot in the mirror playing with itself is what's got me. <laughs> that got you? Why did that break you? Poor robot was so bored, pent up in the house all alone until its low battery finally killed it. Oh, no. <laughs> so, um, you have part of this conversation over dinner. It is late where you guys are. The time has passed relatively quickly for you, surprisingly. She says that she'll view it in the morning. If you would like, you may rest here. I do have some rooms available that have been vacated by my other co-workers. However, they should suit you just fine. Uh, out of interest, on the assumption that you believe us or will, we're pretty sure we have met Curtis from the time we came from most previously. Yeah, he's well. Oh, wonderful. I mean, He's like very, 30 feet tall with a robot arm. Very, very upset at everything that moves. Yeah, not, not very happy. A robot arm. Yep. You know, like android arm, but it's like really big because he's 30 feet tall. How smart is Curtis? The first of his kind. What did that mean? Uh, I Listen, I, I, artificial intelligence, one thing, but I, I have horror films of super intelligent monkeys taking over the planet. Let's see. When he was three, he built his first uh, robot. Oh, that's not that's not good. That's really not. Oh. It was nothing complicated, but he is one of my precious projects. Yeah, well, so am I. So I guess we can bond over that. And will he be going with you when you leave tomorrow? But of course, he's a living thing. I would take him with me wherever I go. Then what happens oh, in between we need, we need tonight to and tomorrow? We that need would... to evacuate now. Good lord, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it, it hit us. We both are on the same wavelength. We need to get Curtis and Lee. If he's there from our time, what does that mean for you? That means you weren't able to leave with him. That means for some reason you were forced to leave him behind. Which means you're in danger now. Please roll diplomacy. That's a you job. I'll aid. I will aid okay. in my diplomacy because I can potentially do that. Why is it? Why does it always happen this way? Every time one of us aids, the person who decided to take the aid action rolls better. Total 20 for Charles Smoot. On his aid action to give a plus two bonus to Finnevere Veer, the diplomatic bard. Total of 15. Oof. Um, I have a plus three. He has a plus 13. So let's talk about this. Um, yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk it out. Well, there should be no problem tonight. After all, I'm just taking a break and going to bed. Pal, please clean up the lab and put things away for me. And for you, you can find a room down the hall where you can take a nice long rest. I suppose I will see you in the morning then. Ta-ta. You know, if you want to gamble, it's your life. It's not ours. We try to give you words of warning, but that's up to you. Uh, oh, man, uh, that, that's a, that's some defeat. Oh, Finn, is... we tried. You can only do so much. I don't think he has it in him. There is one other option. That's intimidation. But I don't think we're well, going to do that. You can't cast sleep anymore. So she gets up from the table, excusing herself. Like I said, you are free to sleep in the spare rooms. I'm going to go lay down. Is there something I can help you with? You seem distressed. Yeah, pal, can you tell us a joke? I really could use something to lighten the mood. Ah, uh, this one, I believe you will enjoy thoroughly. 
Do you like robots? Pal, you're pretty great. Yeah. How about you come back to my docking station with me to discuss it further? Pal, that was less of a joke and more of a pickup line. Interesting. What is a pickup line? Um, it's generally something you utilize to woo a member of the opposite sex which you intend on having intercourse with. I do not believe that I can have coitus. I, I don't think you can either, and now you see why it's a little awkward here, right, bud? But it made you laugh. It made me smile in a moderately uncomfortable way. It was humorous. This is difficult. <laughs> Apparently, comedy is very challenging. I am starting to understand that more now. I can try again if you would like. Uh, do you know um, where uh, Dr. Rebecca keeps her things while she rests, like her ID tag? Does she keep it in her office? She mentioned to me earlier that she was unable to find her ID tag. Did she say where she last remembered it being? She believed that it had been on her nightstand. Um, <clears throat> I was instructed to keep my eyes out for it, but I do not understand how to do that. Have you attempted to look for the name tag? Mr. Smoot. Yeah, that's me. If these ringbots yep. were made here, mm -hmm. maybe she had a ringbot that had a moving picture of when the tag was moved. Okay. You're, you're, you're so close. And I, I respect you for that. Is there any surveillance camera footage of the facility which would have tracked her movements and maybe we could watch to determine where she last put her name tag down at? I do not believe that you would have access to that. But we, we don't we, we don't want access to it. It would help you find the name tag. That seems very logical. Would it not make the good doctor happy uh, if when she wakes in the morning you had the name tag for her? I do believe that might make her happy. So uh, we don't need to, but you could go review the footage and see if you could find the name tag. I can take a look. Awesome. He gets up from the table, even though he didn't eat anything. He was sitting there the entire time watching you. And like you notice at times he was imitating like the movements of like you guys eating. Very fascinated by it. Um, but he gets up and he walks out of the room. Right, when he leaves, I'm what a charming fellow. It, 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 it's a robot. It, it, not a person, Benavir. I, there, there was a college course on this. It's a person with metal skin. I think you're being a little racist towards uh, the robots, Mr. So, Smoot. Are we going to hold her hostage or something? Hey, if it comes to that, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if you just saw the ninth dimensional chess that me and Benavir just played here. Um, something about the monkey and robots no we don't care about that uh, right. but uh the, the the doctor lost her name tag and if we can get pal to find it and then we can get it from pal i mean my coins on that curtis and her are the only curtis her and pal are, seem to be the only ones moving about and pal doesn't know where it is so curtis probably does we could That's take a look I'm around betting. honestly if we're not being monitored by our babysitters we could look around the facility, at the very least. I mean, it, it is getting kind of late. It's been a bit of a long day of time travel. A little, I don't know about you, it's a little jarring. I bathed in cockroaches today. Um, you were very wet when you came out of that, what is that called again? A shower. You were, shower. The rain shower, yes. You, you, just, when just, you came out of the, the rain shower. No, no rain, just cut the rain. When you came out of that shower, yep, yep. you mm -hmm. were very wet. No cockroaches involved. Uh, yeah, it didn't, didn't appear that way to me. When it happened to me, my vision changed and there was... It's like I was in the same place, but in the other time, 
And there was a somewhat aggressive looking robot. That wait, wait, wait. I, when, when it happened to you, it was on the first floor, right? I mean, we were in between floors. We were on that death trap of a square. Uh, but uh, the very aggressive looking robot, was it standing where Pal was standing? Uh, it was there, but that doesn't mean that there was him. It uh, could have been any robot. Yeah, any sentient robot that just so happens to be in the exact same facility. I mean, who wouldn't be a little upset if left alone for uh, how long, you think? Oh, uh, you, uh, thousands of years, potentially, who knows? I mean, how grumpy would you be if you were left alone for thousands of years well, and walking mean, in a place now, that you weren't familiar with? If, if we go back, though, he might be able to remember us now that we've interacted with him. I was thinking the same thing. He He's here now. He might be here then, right? So, um, you guys are sitting here having this conversation. Valen kind of stands up. All right, so we can either wait here or we can oh, take no. a look around. And packs up the ring bot and the console and backpack. Let's go. There are power packs and a lot of things. I wonder if we can just nab a couple of power packs. Let's take a look around then. And we would go off and explore. Exploring the facilities, slightly unsupervised, making your way out. Um, there is the hallway that you came from to your left, or further down, there seems to be more hallway. Oh, you gotta go further down. All we right. know what's to the left. We don't know what's further down. So you continue walking further down the hallway, and you see that there seems to be a few doors uh, down here as well, leading um, one on the left side and one on the right side. These ones do not seem to have glass on them at all, so you can't see what's inside of them. However, there does seem to be a staircase all the way down at the end of the hall on the right side, which leads into a less fine part of the building. This entire section so far has been like really nice and like well-structured, but this stairwell seems a little bit dirtier and dark. Oh yeah, it's gotta be where the nuclear reactor is. Charles Smoot goes that way. Okay, so Charles Smoot goes that way. Are yeah. you falling after Finn? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, I mean, if we have to come back up, we'll come back up. But let, I mean, you, you gotta go the, the most dangerous looking path first. I see. Yes. If it comes to it, Smoot, I have been working on my... And he's gonna, like, pull out uh, from his Bandalore, um, and he'll spread a bunch of lockpicks. Worthiness. Yeah, um, I don't know if you noticed, um, but ID tags are kind of like a an electronic key that you need to, like... You know how we move the mirror gates with the pin codes on the console? Uh, yes, you punch the things on right. the, the thing and... Yeah, and then the things move and they pop up and then it opens it. Can you lock pick a gate, Benavir? Oh, but the gate doesn't have anything on the other side. With the, with the door, there's going to be something that keeps it from not moving. You say this as you walk down into a metal-lined hallway. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh, this looks like a dungeon. This is a much more aggressive metal yeah, I don't, area. I don't like this at all. This looks like we're about to die or... And you come down towards the end of this hallway and it takes a sharp left and you see that there's a door at the end of the hallway. Um, is there anything like a pin pad or anything here? No. It just looks like a another door. I walk up to it. You walk up to it and it slides open and uh, you see... Ha! Oh, no. <laughs> what was that? Oh, oh no. boy. Half-Life 2 puzzles. No, mm, no. Nope, nope. I think this is a jungle gym for a very angry monkey. But maybe smaller. I might be able to take him this time. Wait, but he was on an excursion, so he might not be here, which means the, if your theory is correct, the ID tag might be here. And in the worst case scenario, we know where it might be in the future, but please, please, let's not go down that route. He, he would be too big to fit down here now, though. 
And when we found him, he was in his nest, which means he has a new home. As you guys walk in, Charles Moot, you are correct. You see a room that is filled with barrels and wooden planks, as well as metal poles and beams and all littered about the room, but also like there's trash on the floor. It looks like a giant playground of sorts. But in the upper uh, left side, you can see that there's like this giant pipe on the floor and just a bunch of other things, but you can roll a perception check if you are choosing to explore this room further. Uh, knock, knock. Anyone home? Curtis, are you here? You gotta be polite. You don't just want to walk into someone's house. Uh, 17 for Charles Smith's perception. You spot up on a pedestal. Uh, there appears to be a, like a small table of sorts and like a the overhang that's kind of like a cover for a secluded bed area but there is no sign of monkey try and make my way up there all right roll acrobatics <laughs> roll your athletics or climb something check. climb check yeah uh, let's see if i can engage my inner monkey 18 for charles smooth to engage his inner ape are you gonna try and go up there finn uh, no, Finn is going to cling to his hunch. He's just going to investigate around. The, the temptation was there, but the time limit feels real. Okay. So, uh, Charles Moot, you are actually successful on trying to climb up uh, on this uh, pole. Luckily for you, it's not too high, but it's kind of like at an awkward height for you to be able to pull yourself up. Definitely made for a young gorilla to just kind of ape his way about. You make your way up there and you see that there is a stack of like papers and various other things that seem to have been stolen or uh, hidden away. Is there a ID badge? There does seem to be something that could be an ID badge oh, wedged like to... under the table leg. Oh, oh. <laughs> he was tired of the table jiggling, so he stole her ID tag because it was the perfect way. <laughs> I have the perfect use for this technology. Unga. Unga bunga. <laughs> I, I lift the table slightly and pull it out and take a look at it. You do see that it is an ID badge with the doctor's name and picture on it. Cool. Uh, we take it. You also have found another picture, this time of the gorilla, appearing to be using tools and working on some kind of like mechanical device. Yep, don't like that. <laughs> nope. Big nope. Ooh. All right, guys, we should leave before our scent lingers here any longer. Please roll another will save. 18 for Charles Smoot. 14 for Finn. So, Charles Smoot, you pass. Yeah. Uh, Finnevere, though, you do fail on this one. Um, Again, as you are down here, all of a sudden you see as the room kind of like warps and shifts and like there's like this shuddering effect of like two worlds meeting at the same time. And the room appears rusted, dilapidated, and you see... What appears to be the stands that, like, the one that Charles Smoot is standing on currently, you see as it's all of a sudden shifted and fallen onto the ground, and Charles Smoot's not there. But you hear this slow movement and grating sound of something dragging on the floor behind you. And then all of a sudden, something jumps out at you, and you fall back into the past. Try to take a look at it? You are unable you catch a glance of it, but you felt something almost touch your back. And as he comes back, you see that there is a small scratch in the back of his clothing. And I think that is where we're going to end off this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. <laughs>
Thank you, Foundlings, for listening to another great episode of the Gage Chronicles. We're glad that you joined us. Really quick, make sure you hit the like button or, you know, leave us a really nice five-star review on this episode. I mean, if you don't want to leave a five-star review, that's okay. Just, like, hit the five stars. Uh, but as always, we want to thank you, and we want to give a big thank you and shout-out to Michael Gelfie, as well as Monument Studios for allowing us to use their music and ambiance in today's episode. We hope that you guys will check them out, and all of those links are in our description. And also, if you want to check us out more, learn more about our uh, show, there is a link in our description below. Follow that link tree and you can learn a whole lot more about what we've got for you. All right, foundlings, that's it for me. We'll see you next, next week on another episode of The Gate Chronicles. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>